on, everybody? Welcome back to Batman News Weekly. I totally didn't just mess up this intro like five times, but this is episode 73 in year two. Uh, final episode of 2020. I'm so glad this year is going to be over, but nothing's going to change. So although people are like, yeah, it's a new year. So <laughs> COVID's still a thing. It ain't going to change. <laughs> Um, but uh, today we have a little bit of entertainment news that we want to cover really quickly, and then we are diving into our top 10 list of Batman comics for the year. Um, so yeah, Clay, you have any final thoughts on 2020 before we jump into all this? Um, fuck this year, dude. Uh, yeah. that, that's basically all I gotta say is uh, fuck Fine. this year, and uh, I am hoping for the best for 2021, but no expectations, like literally. Yeah, it's everybody was like you got any resolutions i was like dude i put too much pressure on 2020 and it crumbled i was like so i'm letting 2020 just just do whatever it wants to do baby steps like i don't even care uh but yeah so the we have three things we're gonna cover two things are serious one thing we're doing to kind of clarify something just because we feel it might get blown out of proportion um but first of all uh it seems like dc or at the moment, DC is going to be in starting in 2022, right? Yes. They want to drop six movies. Yes. Um, four this, in theaters. Yep, four in theaters and two on HBO Max. This, a lot of people are freaking out about this because they're like, oh my God, HBO Max is going to have original DC movies. This was the entire, like, this was the plan the entire time. Yeah. What do you think Amazon was? What do you think the trench was? Like, like they, they were already planning these things. So yeah. I don't know why people are freaking out. But in my mind, the way I see it as is, you know, DC animation. And I understand animation, live action, completely different, but same concept. DC animation for the longest time did like two to three continuity movies with two out of continuity movies. And they're just using that type of model to put towards their live action movies. And I'm yeah. totally fine with it. You know? Yeah. Um, I think that's probably where we'll get Blue Beetle. I um, I assume we will get something like a Blue Beetle with uh, net. Uh, I was going to say Netflix with streaming, but yeah. like I'm totally okay with it because I'm totally okay with Netflix movies. Like Netflix yeah. movies have gotten me excited before. Uh, there's mm -hmm. the like just recently I think in 2020 was that movie uh, Power with Jamie Foxx. Mm -hmm. That was awesome. Like if if they legitimately put enough you know effort into these streaming movies with a budget yeah. of like they said anywhere from 60 to 75 million dollars they can they can put a lot of stuff into this so i think that they can do it yeah i heard rumored that um batgirl and something else were probably going to be the first two movies to be on hbo max so that'll I'm be down. interesting yeah. yeah. Well, I want to know if it's going to be Batgirl in the Matt Reeves world to where it can see, tie into Gotham, you know. That would be interesting. Uh, we didn't see a Batgirl in uh, Gotham Central, you know, in the comic. No. But if you replace the small, very small, please, HBO Max, very small Batman parts of Gotham Central... And put Batgirl in there, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Yeah, but I feel like they want Batgirl to interact with Harley. Like, are they def I feel like that's what they want. Um, you know, probably. Um, 
just because like you can have that you can have like what you would get on the show right we have Batgirl on the show yeah that's and, true um you know they probably want to have that happen it'll be very interesting i i honestly think they should lock down margot robbie to a harley quinn show with just like eight episodes mini movie kind of things with just so can, just so you can introduce other random ass characters um maybe bring in some of the original suicide squad maybe bring in will smith for an episode bring in killer croc something like that, that would be interesting so we know will smith had you know just did the fresh prince of bel-air reunion for hbo yeah. max He's already had a relationship with them. I say do it. Was that rumored movie a long time ago? Yeah. I say I say do it. Like have yeah. I I would say have a dead shot like like and that's another thing. Deadshot Bounty Hunter series? Yeah. Like either a bounty hunter series or and I know this is gonna sound be more of an assassin series. People might think this is kind of dumb, but even if they were to do like kind of like shorts, but like make them worthwhile so like a 45 minute short one shot just yeah. to like hey you know this is going to connect to the peacemaker series or this yeah. is going to connect to you know an eventual batgirl series or whatever i think that'd be kind of cool yeah. yeah i wouldn't mind one shot movies like but they're for sure one shot movies then yeah. again i think that's what elseworld should be mm-hmm. like we shouldn't get joker to and stuff like that um yeah i'm i'm just hoping if we get thrill killer out of this it's all worth it for me i just want somebody to adapt thrill killer they're gonna be fantastic uh so yeah uh 2022 slate is what batman flash shazam and something else aquaman maybe oh i forgot that movie existed aquaman 2 Uh, yeah aquaman 2 flash um batman and shazam yeah you're right and yeah. so they're two slated for hbo max will probably be a secret until like a year before yeah wow. did you just did see your, that did your lights just go my out? power just went out right for like a that's split cool. second All right, that's crazy guys, uh, yeah that was odd the um, recording we're good <laughs> yeah we're good All right, i just want to make sure my uh that's fucking weird um yeah keep talking keep talking i gotta text my sister to make sure that anything but, crazy didn't happen you know, I I am I'm okay with this. Like, and we know, like I said, um, it'll probably be a secret because Netflix. And I hope HBO Max isn't like this because I think this is the only annoying thing that uh, Netflix does is the fact that Netflix will just be like, "Hey, a new movie is coming out uh, next week," and it's kind of annoying that they do that. Like, and yeah. But I know Netflix's like reasoning for that is if we tell you four months in advance, you're going to forget about it by the time it's going to be time for that movie to come out. I'm like, well, that's why you have marketing. That's why you have commercials, you know, even online commercials, advertisements, put them on YouTube's, you know, YouTube videos or whatever. But I understand they're like, okay, we're going to show you the first trailer two weeks in advance. We're going to give you a second trailer three days before and then boom you can watch the movie i don't want hbo max to do that just because i think there needs to be hype around Mm -hmm. their originals you know yeah yeah i could see that um i think definitely well i mean they also have fandom so i think they definitely would use the hype to build it up you know for sure because they would probably because again like i said 
I don't see how streaming services like HBO are necessarily profitable in the sense of foregoing the movie theaters. You know what I mean? I understand. Mm -hmm. I know HBO is getting so much heat still, possibly getting sued by other companies and all this jazz for what's going on. But like they are still like, all right, nobody's going to be in theaters for 2021. Like it's going to be another lost year. So let's just fucking get it out of the way. Be like, let's get people to start buying HBO max now. So they keep it for a whole year and we bank in millions of dollars that way. Yeah. Especially like we, we, we are hearing that people are getting this vaccine, but I'm seeing reports from actual medical doctors on Twitter and on interviews saying, Oh yeah, by the way, if they keep doing it as slow as they are, you know, we like the 80% of America Americans that need to mm -hmm. get the vaccine by this year won't happen for like another three years. And I'm just like, what the hell? Like, yeah, the, it's so stupid. So I think as much as people are pissed, like you said, they're angry mm -hmm. at WB, WB pulled the bandaid in the best possible way. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. I don't think Dune's going to be on there. It seems like Dune is like they're like really like nah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, so. he. Uh, I I keep it's the same guy who who did uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and I'm just yeah. like, okay, you do remember that Blade Runner didn't make that much money, and you had to like, you had to push it to Blu Ray super quick just to make some of your money back. And I'm like, yeah. you, you went from one obscure franchise to another very obscure franchise. Like, you're not making yeah. any money. Like, I'm sorry. You're just not. You're probably going to see more people watch your movie if it goes to HBO Max if it, mm -hmm. rather than it going to theaters, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I think it has to do more with Lionsgate is Dune, right? They're the ones that did like 75%. Something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's. I think that's more of that. But at the same time, like... I don't know, man. I just don't. I think there are some franchises that some people just don't care about. Like, I don't. I know Dunes is apparently a really big thing. I've it's never a, seen any interest in it. It's a cult classic. Like, there is like yeah. a specific group of individuals. Like, you think the Harry Potter series is crazy? You think you know the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings is crazy? Like, mm -hmm. you try to read the dune franchise i will tell you right now you probably won't make it past the third chapter yeah and that yeah, is forcing know. yourself like mm -hmm. like for me i remember trying to read it and i can't i'm more interested in trying to find an audiobook and listening to it yeah but i can't i can't like sit there and read it like i can't yeah lord of the rings was really hard to read because it was boring like they're having picnics and shit like a lot like y'all eat way too fucking much in this book. Like, well, what about second pan? <laughs> yeah, like I was just because like it was when the movies were coming out. So in my high school, we had to like read for credits and stuff. And I was like, I'll read Lord of the Rings, and it was fucking what? I don't know. I was like, none of this happened in the movie. I was like, this is fucking boring. Um, so like, yeah, it, it was just a hard read, man. But you know, it is what it is. But moving on to the next topic that we kind of already talked about is the apparently the movie the flash is set to start filming in early 2021 yeah uh, no official dates mm -mm. but you know usually when people say early it means the first three months the first quarter yeah so uh murphy's law i think is the website uh this dude he has been on fire as far as scoops has gone 
uh, for like the past freaking like bottom half of this year. He's been doing some yeah. really great stuff. And, you know, I completely like I, I, I trust this source. So I would say, you know, I say I trust the source. But like I said before we started recording, this movie has been in production hell for what seems like almost 10 years. So, yeah. Like who who knows when this got announced like shortly after BBS. Yeah. Like yeah. well, it got shortly announced after was it like after the release of BBS or I think so because I think that's when the original slate came out that had like Cyborg and Flash and Justice. Oh, that's Slate right, that's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, all that Suicide Squad 2 and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Nightwing. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, we could have had it all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so hopefully, maybe we'll cross our fingers. Yeah. I mean, we've heard this for the last, like I said, like the last five or six years. And and really the only reason why we're even mentioning this on a Batman news, you know, podcast is because, well, let's be honest, it's gonna be a Batman movie. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like you can say which I never understood why people thought BBS was a sequel to Super to Man of Steel. It's like it's not, it's not at all. Um, it's, it's a, a pseudo. It's it's a yeah. pseudo sequel. Like it's yeah. it, the trilogy was supposed to be Man of Steel, BVS, Justice League. That's the original yeah. trilogy. Yeah, it, it is but what it is. Either way, that was more of a Batman movie. Just like anything that has Batman in it, it becomes a Batman movie. Justice League Dark. You think that's a Justice League Dark movie? No, no it's fucking a Batman movie with the Justice League Dark crew in it. Like it's what he does. That's what they do. Um, any comic book that has Batman in the title is going to be a Batman book. So it's just how it goes. Now, the last thing, we're not going to pay too much attention to this, but we needed to cover it because it's on CBR. And CBR, as much as you love it or hate it, can be a really shitty website at times. I check CBR to see what they're talking about because I know that is the general audience. And um, so CBR has dropped this report saying that the... Batman film production isn't going as smoothly as people think that Matt Reeves is a perfectionist and that he's having uh freaking Robert Pattinson do 50 takes of a scene in this very uncomfortable bat suit. And it's making Robert Pattinson very weary of production. And he's upset about yeah. what's going on. And somehow they even try to like shame Reeves for being like COVID safe. Like yeah. with him wearing goggles and a giant like coat or whatever. Yeah. So when I read that part, I was like, is this a parody account? Because that's exactly what Riddler wears in the movie. Yeah. And so I was like, hmm. So I was like this because I don't know if anybody if this has ever happened to anybody in their life before. But when I was younger, I like to debate people on the Internet and I was arrogant and stupid. And one time I believed an Onion article. And I was like, this is nice. fact. And they were like, bro, that's the onion. And they're a satirical website. And I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> and I was just like, well, I'm stupid. <laughs> and uh, that's when I started learning about checking sources, kids. Yes. And um, so I decided to look into this source. And it was from the UK, which where kind of viable because that's where it's being filmed. So I was like, all right, let me look into this. And it's the sun. And I was like, why do I feel like that's a bad thing? Let me look into this some more. And it's a tabloid. So um, our equivalent would be what? The National Enquirer? I think yeah. it's our equivalent. 
Yeah. So the sun is a glorified tabloid. And I looked into it to some even more. I even typed in Google, is the sun a credible source? And a lot of stuff that popped up was like, no, they're a tabloid. They hardly qualify as journalism. And some people were even saying on page three, you can see naked ladies. So like some people were just kind of just throwing this stuff out there. They're like, no, like they report stuff. And every once in a while, they're probably right. Like, let's be, let's be completely honest. So let's say that Reeves is somewhat a perfectionist, not as outlandish as they're trying to make it. But let's say Mm -hmm. he is a little bit of a a perfectionist. Robert Pattinson, freaking like he's a method actor. Like, have you heard about the shit that he's done in some of the movies that he's like? He was a part of the movies. Yeah, he was a part of the Twilight series. Like he he like he can he he has plenty of fucking patience when it comes to shit like this. And so I just threw that away, but. The way I see this is, of course, everybody's going to react to negative news. Mm-hmm. And what's the biggest production WB has on their hands right now? Batman. Exactly. So you take the biggest production with just a little bit of negative spin on it, sell it to this tabloid. Somebody just made a few bucks. Yeah. And that's, that's yeah. what they did. Yeah, we're not we're not trying to cover this forever or be like we're not putting any like really because weight on this. We just wanted to let you guys know that you'll probably hear about this because it is going to be a new year and usually everything kind of starts off slow in a new year. So this might get picked up by a few other podcasts and YouTube channels and all of this stuff. So you might start seeing it everywhere. But the original source of this is basically like a we got this covered, which is a completely shit website. Um, so just letting you know that, uh, you might hear this a lot. Doesn't mean it's true, but we do know from the last four years or just media in general, when one person covers it, uh, just a few more people cover it and enough people cover it. They think it's fact. And that's I, not necessarily. I saw, I saw a meme today for the unholy Trinity of unreliable journalism. The uh-huh. sun, we got this covered and grace Randolph. It was hilarious. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so we just wanted to cover that. And uh, that is basically all the entertainment news. I don't think there was any comic news that popped up. Uh, Um, No. Do you want to give a few sentences about your thoughts on Wonder Woman? Because I know people will ask. Or do you want to cover this like on a future podcast? Uh, Give more people time? Do we even need to waste time on it? So you will have up until January 24th to watch this movie. So that is that is the cutoff date. I say we give them one more. We can give them two weeks. Sure. Yeah. All right. We'll cover it at some point um, just to give you our thoughts on it. We'll let it simmer a little bit more so you guys have time to watch on it. Because, uh, yeah, we have our opinions on it. We talked about it outside of the podcast. So um, it is what it is. But now let's jump into our top 10 comics for the year. Now, I do kind of want to preface it, this that uh, this isn't probably as accurate as our one from last year because we actually had a full year of comics to go by yes and uh we actually had a lot of single issues this year was a lot of runs finishing or starting and uh it was kind of hard to find a lot of freaking good single issue comics so um 
I will definitely be lumping some things together. Not too sure how Clay's looks. We do, we do not talk to each other about our top 10. So I don't know what he has. He doesn't know what I have. And we're going to kind of just go from, I'll do my 10. He'll do his 10, nine, 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 like, just like we did last year. And cool. we'll see what our number one is at the end. Um, Cause I'm pretty sure I have a couple surprises on here that might kind of catch Clay off guard. So we'll see. Oh, shit, um, really? Yeah. I think I have one at least that'll catch you off guard. Um, but uh, do you want to go first with your number 10? Yeah, let me go ahead and grab it here. Uh, I've had this list next to this computer for like three weeks because I thought <laughs> we were going to do it like three weeks ago. Yeah. So my number 10 is Detective Comics 1021. Okay. So this issue was dealing with Two-Face. This is... Ooh, this was. So this was the issue in the very beginning where we had Bruce's like speech and on the other side was Two-Face's speech. It worked really parallel to each other. Um, two sides to the same coin. We gave this book a lot of praise. Was it the how- vice versa arc? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that was the- better than the other one, yeah. Yes. So this was near the beginning of that arc. So uh-huh. we were just learning what like we were basically just learning that there was a cult involved yeah. with this thing mm-hmm. so that is my number 10 okay that was a good issue i completely forgot about that god that feels so long ago mm-hmm. uh-huh because so if nobody remembers Aaron detective there's been two two-face arcs and the first two-face arc was awful it was so bad it's like where he was like shooting double guns like with batman and like um he was helping batman almost it was like really weird yes and so that was before tomasi though was it oh that might have been the in between right between tomasi and what's his face mm-hmm. yeah that arc was awful Where, um, but anyways, like, yeah. like wasn't it when batman was like do you know do you even know who i am bro or something like that yeah like, some weird shit like that and it just sounded not like batman yeah yeah yeah, I remember yeah it was horrible yeah, so that's an interesting pick. So my number 10, I told you before we started on this podcast, is kind of a BS pick, but I'm counting it. It's an actual Batman comic, but the reason why it's on the list is kind of might be BS. So my number 10 is Curse of the White Knight number 8 because because it ended the series. That's why it's on my top 10 list because I didn't have to read the series anymore after that issue was done. So because I was done with it. I was, we talked about it on this podcast. Uh, that series had me going farther and farther down the rabbit hole. I was, I was into it at the start. You know, I still had my little pet peeve of like, he hasn't talked about the ending of freaking White Knight. Mm-hmm. But, you know, with Gordon dying, Barbara being shot, like the series was intriguing to me. But after he, he what, he didn't he kill like everybody in issue like six? I was like, like what are we going for? Five, four, five, or yeah. six. There was like one, yeah. like the Arkham Knight freaking just got a sword and killed every villain that was yeah. in there. Like, holy shit. And and, and then the, the whole thing didn't make sense about the family and shit. And then mm-hmm. we had Jason Todd at the end. And I was just so glad to be done with that series that it makes it onto my top 10 list. But we both know that we're going to read Beyond Batman. Or you, beyond, we will read Beyond, beyond Batman. Batman or whatever. But will it be like the way we're reading harley quinn you know what i mean oh that's true yeah because we're not really paying attention to harley quinn right now um 
so that is my number eight. I mean, that's my number 10, which is issue eight. Uh, yeah. What do you have for number nine? Number nine is the ending of the Two-Face arc. So this is when uh, 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 Lincoln March shows up. Mm-hmm. They're all fighting. Mass chaos. You know, th- for a split second, Two-Face and Batman are fighting together. And you, we had those, like, four or five panels where it goes completely comic booky, and Batman, yeah. like, sterilizes the entire area and does, oh, yeah. like, immediate surgery on Two-Face. Yeah. And then at the very end, we get Matches Malone uh, in, in, the, in the freaking prison talking to, mm-hmm. uh, to Harvey Dent. Like, that was just, like... like we talk about how we want like really comic booky stuff in our movies. Like the whole sterilization of the area was the most comic booky thing I think I have. Like, t- like in this year, twenty twenty. Yeah, there is nothing more comic booky than that. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know if they're still doing it at your current workplace, but we they were doing that at our job. They had these canned things that they would go and they'd spray everything down. I'm like, you know what, Batman can throw something out of his belt and do the same shit. Why not? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's very plausible comic booky. So yeah, I enjoyed that a lot. Um, so this is one of my first like groupings, but I can, I can say this is issue one, to be honest. Uh, my number nine would be Batman. The adventure continues. Uh, I've enjoyed the whole series so far, but that first issue brought me back, made me feel like this was a continuation of the animated series, which it pretty much is. And that first issue just like, the way Deanie was able to bring me back into that universe, like a lot of people, speaking of Murphy from my my number 10 pick, tried to bring stuff from the animated series, but never capture that feel. You know what I mean? And having Paul Zini writing a story, because he was on the original animated series, it just felt fantastic. That first issue, Batman is like, there's a big robot terrorizing the city and stuff like that. And uh, we obviously we learn it later that it is Lex Luthor. And we I think it was also in that same issue, we find out that Superman's missing, if I'm not mistaken, which leads to a mystery. And like, it just made me feel like the animated series again. And I still say this to this day, that that is the best bit of Batman content that you can watch or absorb is the Batman animated series. So I would have to say on my number nine was the birth of the adventures continues because that's one of the best digital first series in my opinion nice so yeah so what do you got at number eight number eight batman three jokers number three. Ooh, okay so the reason why this is my number eight is we both agreed that this could have been the one of the greatest endings to this massive crazy story mm-hmm. if it wasn't for the ending yeah, last five pages. Last five pages, yeah. yeah. Because we had that awesome conversation between Batman and Joker. And yeah. he spilled, like, the best line of 2020. Of, mm-hmm. I, 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 what do you say? He, he, he ended what? his greatest heartbreak so he could be his greatest, like, sorrow or pain, pain. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. like, that was awesome. But it was the last five pages that, for me, brought the series down so much. Yeah. So I will admit, the first one, 
is going to be kind of lower on my list as well. Uh, mm-hmm. But for the for right now, number eight is Batman Three Jokers. Number three. Hmm. Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, I will be talking about Three Jokers later on in my list, so I don't want to spend too much time on it. Um, but yeah, I do definitely think that that hurt. Um, that probably hurt that story because that 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 whole scene was fucking amazing in that cop car. Uh, but yeah, my number eight is I couldn't really pick a specific story here. So I just said Gotham Knights because I think Gotham Knights one, like if we're comparing it to full issues, they are sometimes like 12 page stories or even less sometimes because you might get two stories in one. And uh, but I thought Gotham Knights had so many solid stories, especially during quarantine. Like it gave us stuff to talk about, which I thought was really amazing. And so I kind of took that into consideration. And I feel like Gotham Knights, we we said it many a times on the podcast that it had so many writers we had never heard of that we felt that they should be getting a shot in other comics because they wrote so well. Yeah. And um, like, yeah, some of my just random favorites were I loved when Nightwing and, and Red Hood had to like team up together. I thought that one was really awesome where they both had different leads and they had to do their own thing, but they came to the same conclusion that was a really solid story. There was, uh, if I'm, for, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong here, but wasn't one of the Gotham Knights that Joker story where he made everybody do stupid shit? So I will admit, I do have an honorable mentions top five digital firsts. My number mm-hmm. one is Batman Gotham Knights number six, and it was called Baliushka. Yeah. That's yeah. the one. That was a he, fantastic issue. It was so good. And it was yeah. so fun. Like a lot of people say that nowadays comics aren't a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the digital first took a lot of that concept of, hey, let's throw a little bit of the kookiness of the Silver Age, a little bit of the 90s modern age, and throw it into a, you know, a, a 2020 modern comic. And it worked. Yeah. It worked so well just because of how crazy Joker is and mm-hmm. how desperate the world is for money. You know? Yeah. And sure. I think the the this story had to deal with healthcare. Mm-hmm. Or right? It had to deal with yeah, healthcare. The, the priest had got uh cancer or something, he couldn't afford it. So yeah. and he was the one fighting against Joker, but he couldn't pay his bills, so he was like, you know, he said the word or whatever and killed himself yeah which was nuts yeah like that story was i wouldn't i wouldn't put it all the way up there with our number one from last year which was the joker story mm-hmm. but uh it was in that ballpark because it was really good like i feel like some of the best joker stories are just those one shots um and yeah that one was fantastic but i i did put gotham knights on there just as a series because there was so many um that were very interesting to read and uh, I enjoyed it. Like, I, I enjoyed that series. And I, you know, I hope it hasn't been coming out as much as it was when we first started doing covering them. But, you know, they are still dropping them here and there. And I still enjoy reading that that series. Um, but yeah, man, I, I love Gotham Knights. What is your, what do you got for seven? So from here on out, I pretty much have single issues. So um, for number seven, I have Batman Three Jokers number one. Okay. This had us so hyped so many theories people Mm -hmm. trying to figure out 
who the three Jokers were, were like, even before we had any concept of it, there were so yeah. many like little like breadcrumbs that people could just like, oh, you know, maybe it's this or maybe it's that. Like even the inkling that Gordon did in fact know that Barbara was Batgirl was kind of teased in the very first one. And we all guessed it right. Like it was, yeah. it was so good. Like the art was amazing. The, even the intro, when we see Batman is looking back at all of the memories of like all of his scars. And then eventually it just goes to Joker and Joker and yeah. Joker and Joker. Like it was just so good. And for me personally, until I read this Secret Origins death metal tie-in, will probably be one of the last, like, really good Jeff Johns stories. Because from what I've heard is Jeff Johns doesn't want to do any more continuity books from here on out. He just wants to do, like, just random, like, what are they called? Uh, One-shot trades or, or, or graphic novels. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't mind that. Um, you know, it seems like it's not Tom King already went that route, it seems like. So I don't mind good writers just doing that. Um, and then if they fit into continuity, they fit into continuity. Uh, yeah, I mean, one of our biggest gripes was like, again, going back to three, that he he did. He he broke the cardinal sin of changing somebody's like classic story, which we didn't yeah. agree with. Um, yeah, but all right. So like I said, I, I have I'll be talking to joke three jokers later on in my list. But uh, for my number seven, I have actually something we literally just covered. Uh, Detective Comics number 30, uh, 1032. I really enjoyed that story. Uh, it, you know, it was Brad Walker who does some really amazing artwork. And he's not going to be on Detective anymore, from my understanding, uh, because we are getting um, Mora. And uh, yeah, so like, I mean, I met Brad Walker, thought he was really cool. And seeing that. I don't know, because the one thing we said about Tomasi a lot was Tomasi is a fantastic writer, but his detective run was up and down a lot. Uh, but I think this was a solid arc to close out on. I was really enjoying the mirror, uh, the mirror man. I think, what do they call his name? The mirror? They just call him the mirror, right? Mm -hmm. I enjoyed that character. I enjoyed that Hush came back. He came back in such a sinister way. And this issue brought back essentially Batman and Robin and they got to work together and we got to see this awesome, just father son working together to take down the bad guy to save their family. And it just felt like a solid, although he wasn't Robin, it felt like a solid Batman and Robin story. And I really enjoyed it. And even I, I want to say, I said it on the podcast, the last podcast we covered with it, that this is probably going to jump into my top 10 just because I enjoyed it that much. And um, yeah, it definitely did um, because I just, I, I love a good Batman and Robin story. So I'm always a sucker for a solid Batman and Robin story, even though he's technically not Robin, but I thought that was a good way for Tomasi to end his run personally. So nice. that's why I made it onto my number seven. Very nice. Very nice. My number six is Batcat number one. Oh yeah. I of course, just drool over Clayman's art every single time mm -hmm. I see it. I don't think I've really seen anything bad of his, even when like the earliest thing I've ever seen him do is I think a Gambit series for, for Marvel. Yeah. And even that, like it was more like watercolor type like arts and it still looked amazing. Mm -hmm. So 
I, I, I just loved his art in this. The transition to the panels was a little off-putting at first, but, you know, when you really realize that, you know, just like Tom King's writing in any of these graphic novel-esque stories, um, there's large, like, spaces of time. Like, there's large jump in time. So when you can appreciate that for what it is, the comic just really flows really well. And so I, I really appreciate that I... I'm really intrigued at what Tom King will do after this number one. So mm-hmm. it really puts it up there for like just the beginning of the series. And I know that we were dreading Batman for almost all of 2020 to yeah. finally get this like coherent story and like know that it will actually amount to something in the end. I really enjoy that. So yeah, this had to be on my on my top 10 would I have wanted it a little bit higher? Yes. But I will say there's another title that just, that just beat it just because it was more consistent. So. Yeah. Interesting. I'll have my thoughts on Batcat here in a little bit. Um, but my number six is actually Joker killer smile. Number three. Um, now the reason why I think I enjoyed this up there had, had we got those extra three months or whatever that we missed out on, I don't know if this would be on my list. Cause I don't know what we would have got in those three months, but um, this story altogether was pretty awesome because it was different. And I think that's why I liked it. It wasn't something that hardcore focused on the Joker. It wasn't a Joker war. It wasn't something that hardcore focused on Batman it focused more on this guy that has been pretty much tormented by Joker. And we were told this story this whole time that he was someone trying to cure the Joker when in reality, the Joker was playing him the whole time. And we end up learning that he's been in Arkham himself as a patient for X amount of months or years or whatever. And I was like, it was a solid twist because we were seeing this guy like have nightmares or whatever, where he was hanging out with all these villains and stuff. And um, I might be referencing the whole series at this point, but the, the you know, it all accumulated to what we got in number three. And that was that whole, just like he was about to kill his son kind of thing or his, I think he was going to kill his wife or whatever. And uh, we saw Batman getting in there and stuff. And I think he ultimately decides not to kill them. But just that it got to that point and Joker was able to manipulate this guy that was supposed to be trying to cure the Joker. I thought was a pretty solid story. And um, I, and I thought it was better than that one shot we got after. That one shot we got after was kind of stupid. The smile killer? Yeah. 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 So um, had I feel like the smile killer just kind of like puts a dent on the other one. So I'm just... I want to end it up. Because it just had that weird ending where like everything was in fact real life in Batman insane, or you could flip it and say, Oh, it's really what the reader wants it to be. Yeah. And we've had that conversation. We kind of don't like it when that happens just because it muddles with people's like true vision of what the book will be. And so it, I will say this, it was your numbers uh, six. It's actually my number five. Oh, Uh, nice. Yeah. So, I mirror everything you just said. It was just a crazy mind fuck to really read this entire series. And then 
realize that like how like just knowing how powerful Joker is, you you saw it all in that last issue. Yeah. And like everybody asked the question, oh well, how can you know it, it's it's not just that Harley was manipulated by love or anything. Joker mm-hmm. is just an all-out like manipulative person. Yeah. And this proved it. He can do that to literally anybody that he wants to. Yeah. And it was just so good. I love the art for this because it was mm-hmm. just not something you would really suspect from a DC book. And so I I I love that. I love the very minimal that we saw from Batman because this mm-hmm. was a pure Joker book and yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I will also say this this book also came out before I was just like done with Joker. Yeah. You know, I was still enjoying Joker it stories. Was still very, very early in 2020. Yeah. So uh, I think that was another reason why I really enjoyed it. And I would love to see more stuff from Jeff Lemire, although I just don't want to see anything that's I don't like the whole like Batman's crazy because it's been done. You know, it's been done a million times. Like he's the crazy one, too. And he's that. And it's like, dude, he's the hero in this. Like, just let him be the hero. Like, I can understand the psychological bullshit, blah, blah, blah. But still, like, I just want to see him kick some ass. Like, you know, sometimes I like a good story, but sometimes I just want to bash in some hits. Um, My number five was actually a number five issue and that is suicide squad number five now the biggest thing why i thought this was really good and this was before we got to the you know we had mixed feelings about the death that happened and how it played out and stuff so at this point in number five we were still like dude this series is really good like this is a must read series and this was the issue when i we had like pretty much a big death granted it we found out that it got nullified later on, but this was when Jog dies, who is the speedster of the revolutionaries. And the visuals of this was so fantastic because it was in this thing where they were going to basically, uh, what was the guy's name? I forget the bad guy's name, the uh, sergeant dude that was running them, the Amanda Waller guy version. Um, He was going to kill all of them. He was going to blow off their heads and Jog was like, that ain't going to happen. And he goes and he gets everybody's bomb out of their neck. And he's like talking to Rosita, right? Or Osita. Orsita? Orsita. I think I forgot her name. Yeah. yeah. He's talking to her. He's like, hey, I got all of them except for mine before, you know, time ran out. And she's like, oh, and she's like talking to him. And, you know, they have like a little heart to heart. And then his head explodes. And you're just like, oh. Like, it was such a crazy, intense sequence that he just saved everybody. And he has this chat. He's like, hey, man, I got them all. I mean, except for mine. So it's been fun. And then he just dies. And I was just like. And I love how, like, in that issue in particular, you knew something was going to happen because we immediately started getting flashbacks to his life. And it was his life literally flashing before his eyes. And there's this one moment before he dies when you actually look at the panel closely in his eyes, you actually see a little bit of like a flashback, mm-hmm. like in his actual pupil. It was great artwork. I absolutely love it. That's when yeah. uh, it was that issue where Deadshot kills the guy and there's like the sensor bar for like yeah. the code. It was just mm-hmm. awesome. 
Tom Taylor yeah, had so much fun with that story. And the Revolutionaries, as like wonky as it ended, I really enjoy that team and I want more of them. Yeah. It's going to be weird how they're going to play out with the rest of the DC universe after Future State. Yeah, for sure. If anything, they should have had a Future State book, to be honest. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, well, again, unfortunately, Suicide Squad did not sell well. So that's probably why they didn't have a Future State book. Yeah. It's unfortunate. But a revolutionary show on HBO Max might be intriguing. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, because I wouldn't mind seeing that, and then you can bring in some random Suicide Squad members and be like, "Who the fuck are you?" You know, yeah. could be a Harley Quinn or some shit like that. I mean, she's in there, so that'd be That's solid. True. Um, yeah. What did you have for your number four? So my number four is Joker Harley Criminal Insanity number two. So okay. this is we we got off the cliffhanger of like this very warped body that is uh mirroring a very a very famous artist i can't remember the artist uh right off the top of my head mm-hmm. but this issue is where we really start to get the idea of what the fuck this book is about this is yeah. where we finally got that idea of like this is criminal minds in the gotham universe this is mm-hmm. mine hunter with harley at the helm this was so intense and we like we were gushing over the first few issues of this book and i will admit the rest of my issues are all joker harley so you're gonna get more (laughs) like until the end of this episode but Mm -hmm. you know it's just so so good and i and i honestly just gushed over this entire series it wasn't anything like i was going to expect you know uh, the fact that Harley, you know, was able to be portrayed as something more than just your normal psychiatrist or yeah. the crazy one that was in love with Joker. Mm-hmm. It was just awesome. Yeah, no, I highly agree. I agree with you. I have that still to talk about, too. So since you have it for the rest of your issues, that's totally fine. Um, but number four is my surprise pick that I think will shock you. It is Batman number 90. And this was the issue where it was the flashback where Catwoman told Batman about the designer's plan and about oh, where Joker, yeah. we like saw that, that like craziness in Joker. And there, I, I did this for many reasons because I remember praising this issue saying yes. like, wow, Tinian actually added something to the Joker that made him seem even more dangerous than he already is. But this was still so early in Tinian's run, Tynan's run, that we were thinking about theories. This was before we found out he's the fucking designer. Yeah. Because we saw that he killed designer. Automatically, we were like, there's no way the designer's dead. It's going to be a crazy flip back at the end or something insane is going to happen and blah, blah, blah. Like, we had theories. We were intrigued. We thought the designer could be something amazing. Mm-hmm. And, like, we were like, oh, dude. Like, I just remember being so still so God, on kind like of years design. ago already. Jesus. Yes. Yes. Well, it was 10 issues later that we were just like, fuck this run, you know? But... Number 90, I still had hope for Tynan 
because the only thing I think we were probably complaining about at that moment was the gadget thing's getting kind of old. And I think that was probably our biggest complaint. Yeah. Like, it's four issues, and then we got we got a lot of gadgets. Okay, or we get it. Because around um, that, that was only a rumor that we were going to be getting Black Batman. Yeah, yeah. So like, he could have went anywhere, and we were still like, "Oh, dude, he's wrote some good stuff." This was before I think we really started hating Scott Snyder as well. So like, it was still the sky was still the limit with Tynan, and um, I just remember the artwork. I remember being really good because um, I think that was George's first issue. I think it might. Um, have been. I remember. I just remember this really awesome panel of Batman and Robin, like running along the building after like, Catwoman. I think. Yeah. 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 And, and Catwoman's and, on like, in her old suit. And she yeah, looks really and good. Even even the panel where you see Joker like looking at the flame, and you just see the reflection of the flame in his eyes. Yeah, I, I remember that as well. Like it was, yeah, it was no. a really good issue. Like I, I yeah. completely forgot about it. I, I'm impressed that you actually put that on your list. Wow. Yeah, that was. Um, I was going through. It's funny because like you had did your list way before me. You're like, here, this is what I'm narrowing mine down to. And so I eliminated all Batgirl, all Red Hood, all Nightwing because I didn't. <laughs> all of that, I was like, none of those things like made me go wow. And I was just thinking, I was like, all right. And I, I waited for Catwoman, but technically I didn't like anything in Catwoman until like 25. And so I was just like, I was like, I love her story right now, but I don't think it cracks my top 10. So I eliminated Catwoman. I was like, was there anything in Batman that I liked? And I just started typing in like Batman 99, Batman this, Batman that. And then I saw that particular one. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, I remember that issue. That issue was awesome. Because we, I was saying, I was like, the designer could be the new Hush. Like, he could be this amazing new character if they do it right. And little did we know, we were going to be so disappointed, you know, six months later or whatever. And, um, yeah, so for anybody that thinks we're super hating on there, I, I had hope for Tynan. And he's on my top ten list. And I think he he has the ability. He has the ability to write something good. But... I don't know what's happened because like that was his best Joker story besides what he wrote in that one shot with Bane. Other than that, the rest of his Jokers were kind of garbage. So yeah, Tynan, you got my top four spot right there. Very nice. So my number three was Joker Harley criminal insanity. Number four, this issue we saw in the very beginning uh, Harley was walking down the street and we get a tease to what the ending of the book was going to be. We see the little mannequin puppet hanging in the window. That was something that I didn't even notice until we were reviewing it. Yeah. But th- we also got this interrogation with Firefly. Mm-hmm. And it was that, you know, she brought in the Gordon's lighter. And that's how she got the information. She kept on lighting the lighter and like letting him play with it. And it was just, it really played off of that whole thing. Cause for me, I was for, for so long, I think like from like 2011 to 2014, I binge watched freaking criminal minds, like freaking every other month. I would just watch a season. It was just something that I absolutely loved. And so really getting in the mind of these Gotham criminals 
was something that was just so intriguing to me. And we've seen it time and time again from other books, but it never felt this intense. It never had stakes like it did with this. And to get this dancer from the Nutcracker to be completely mutilated by the Joker and actually like put in with prosthetics and they tell you, oh, by the way, this prosthetic was inserted forcefully through this, tied by this. And you like, even like the thing of rats that fell down during the performance, like everything was just fucked up. Yeah. And it just got more and more like, Jesus Christ, what are we actually reading here? Yeah. That stuff was intense. So that's why I have it on my number, uh, my number three. Yeah. Did we, we got issue one in 2019, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause like I was thinking back on it. I didn't think we even got issue two. Huh? Interesting. Um, yeah, my, I'll be talking about insanity here very soon, but my number three is Batcat number one. And I know people are thinking, Oh man, slapping on that knob still, bro. I see you. Uh, yes, it's very high. I know that, but at the same time, I, the reason why this thing is so high is one, because I've been hyped for it for so long. I feel like this is finally continuing Tom King's run. And two, this is what gave me hope in 2020. Like, I'm going to be real, all right? Like, when I was November, at my well, shit job. Not, not even every, November. December, the end of the year, you had yeah. hope. Yes. I had. I was hating my job all year. You had Yeah, everything. But I still had hope that at the end of the year, I was going to read a good Batman story. That is why this book is my number three spot. Because That's Tom awesome. King, I was like, I could count on Tom King. I could count on Tom King. I know he'll give me something worth reading. And he did not disappoint. Obviously, we can say it for till the end of time. Clay Man's art is fucking phenomenal. The way he draws Selena, the way he draws, like, he draws Bruce to be, like, that pinnacle of man. Like, you're like, oh, man, that is a man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I hate to think that way, but when I see Clay Man's Bruce Wayne, I'm like, that's fucking Bruce Wayne, and that is fucking Batman. And you cannot deny that the blue fucking glow on that cowl looks absolutely fucking badass. Yeah, it's fantastic. I Clay Man does that thing. I am a big sucker for characters that come out of panels and cover other panels he does that with him and selena i think like they're kissing or something like that um that's a really good thing him bringing in um just like the joker and the way the joker looks the way he drew crazy old joker looked really phenomenal um we're getting just like of course we're getting this we're getting the progression of time through this this love story that is Batman. We're getting past, present, and future, which is something we don't get in comic books. And we have to do something like Future State to see what these characters would do in 20 or 30 years. Granted, Future State has no real timeline because we're still in current continuity and not continuity. So it's kind of, it is what it is. But Tom King's like, fuck that. No, I'm going to show you. Selena and Batman's whole life is what I'm going to show you. And I appreciate that in a writer to have the balls to be like, no, I'm going to tell you their whole fucking life because you could think that's kind of pretentious. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, you're just going to plan out their whole lives. Like what the fuck? And you're like, yeah, 
yeah, I'm going to do that. And he's doing it pretty well. And he's not just focusing on Batman and Selina. Like, we're actually getting Helena Wayne growing up, which is crazy. She's going to be Batwoman in issue four. Like, we've seen the cover for that. So just to see this story, to follow a Batman run that I was absolutely in love with, like, Batcat is up there. Also, Batman and Catwoman do it. Like, that's obviously going to put it higher on my list, too. Like, it's just, it was fucking fantastic. And again, this was my hope for the year. Like, for real. Like, I was just like, December, December. Like, it's going to happen. And he didn't disappoint. So that is my number three. Very, very awesome. My number two, Joker, Harley, Criminal Insanity, number five. Now, yes, there is very clear what my favorite book of the year was. I understand (laughs) that. But here in issue five, was the first encounter of Joker and Harley. Mm-hmm. This story was so good for so many reasons. Now, I think, and I have to go back on it, but I think that the issue for, actually, while I'm talking, I'm going to look at it. Uh, but just knowing like at this point, because at this point we actually had the tie-in, which was Joker looking at the files, looking at what exactly she knew. We were finally getting a perspective from the villain. We kind of got like what she was already thinking or what he was thinking because we had her to analyze everything. That was yeah. very, very you know obvious for the entire story. But to actually see like him there saying, oh, you know, I finally got you. I know what you're looking for. And her literally like like trying to think of everything off the cuff and, you know, him, her just letting him play everything out, getting tied in the chair, her trying to think, okay, what's his next move? what's going to happen and him still being able to trip her up a little bit. Like everything was just so, so good. It was intense. And I think I have said the word intense with this book so many times because that's what it literally makes you feel like there is nothing that says, okay, you know exactly what's going to happen because there has been so many fucked up things in this book. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if this entire story is going to end with Joker just slitting Harley's throat. And I think that's what I like about it is the fact that it's unpredictable. And this may be a story where the bad guy wins. And I don't know if I would be upset with that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Uh, This is my, actually my number two. I just put Harley insanity as my, like just as a whole, Uh, because I won't lie. I genuinely thought we got like three issues last year. Because the reason why this isn't in my number one spot is just because I feel like it's taken forever to finish this story. Mm-hmm. But I absolutely love this story. I have said many a times on this podcast that I think Cami Garcia should take over the main Batman run. And I would love to see what she could do on the main Batman title. Because and I just realized mm-hmm. we have not gotten a Harley Joker Harley in all of December. Yeah, it's just that's that's the reason why it's on my number two spot, because this is a fantastic story. Like, Mm -hmm. 
I was thinking about it the other day. I'm pretty sure if you go back and listen to one of the podcasts, I said that I don't really like this pretty boy Joker. Like, I just don't really like it. But mm-hmm. as the stories went on, I'm kind of digging it now. I feel like it works. And I'm just like, you know what? I can get on board with this. Like, it's it's not bad. Like, especially just learning more about this character, learning more about his background, all of that kind of jazz. I think it's really interesting. And um, we got to see, I think it was the final, this the last issue, right? When he finally killed his dad or his dad who wasn't his dad. And he mm-hmm. put the wire hanger in his mouth, right? Yeah. That was, yeah, that was insane. Like, everybody's done their own version of like how he gets the smile or what he does but to see how he forcibly made somebody smile with a wire hanger any latino will tell you how hard it is to unhook a wire hanger when you got to twist it off so you can unclog the drain like everybody knows how to do that that shit ain't easy to bend at certain points especially when it gets closer together shit's hard yeah so like fucking crazy yeah, so to see that in a comic book, like, that's what I wish we would get on the main run. Granted, it's that's, like, really mature audience, but that is the kind of stuff I wish we were getting in Batman Damned, or which is why I would love to see Batman Damned completely uncensored and not have to be rewritten. Like, this is the kind of stuff I was expecting to get in Black Label, and more and more of it, because it is intense. It is crazy. But look at how good the story is you're not even like we're not focused on the gore like oh my god the gore is so crazy it's what makes us good no the storytelling is good and the gore and stuff only amplifies the greatness of the story yeah so again uh we we have both had interactions with cammy garcia on twitter she's awesome she's fantastic uh she enjoys our support of her book and i've said it you've said it i hope this gets turned into a show on hbo max because this would be fantastic. Oh, for sure. Yes. 100%. So I'm assuming this is your number one. So my number one is Joker Harley number six. This is where we get the flashback. We see that, you know, the younger Joker was actually the Red Hood. We actually see him wear a red hoodie. Um, This is also where he actually, like, progresses into being the more methodical crazy killer because the news actually mistakens him as a good-esque person relating him to Batman and he actually gets pissed about it and I made the comment when we reviewed it well I was like well if you don't want to be related to Batman stop killing bad people you know Mm -hmm. and because we found out that he was only killing people that were uh, abusing their children because yeah. of course that's what this you know his his not real father was doing to him and at the very end of that issue when we finally get the flashback done joker turns himself in harley is actually super pissed about this because she wasn't able to capture him herself yeah and when they're in the interrogation room power goes out cameras go out And we found out that he had actually been able to get the handcuffs off of him. And he grabs her hand and he says, oh, now we can finally talk. Such a crazy fucking ending. And I think we still have three more issues of that book. Yeah, it goes to nine issues. That was the final issue? Yeah, that was was the last issue we read. Yeah. 
damn it's been a while so we're still gonna have that book for like the first quarter we probably yeah. I, I have a feeling it's gonna end in may because well it's every other month i think yeah oh shit so yeah so, so we'll get in, five, we'll get it in january we'll get it in march yeah may and then may yeah yeah huh that will yeah. be the i think well i'm trying to remember what i bought i technically bought the white knight tr- trade when it was mm-hmm. like the black label edition but i yeah. mean it didn't really do anything i think criminal insanity will be the first hardcover black label book i will buy nice uh was was deceased black label no okay i was gonna say because i own that um hardcover but uh yeah i don't know if i oh i don't even know if i own damned i don't think i own damned either um, I, I need to buy damned but damned it was just so great but i just want to awkward version. size but i i, huh? I want to get it it's a, it's such an awkward size because i remember yeah. looking at it like at barnes and noble or whatever yeah it just looks weird but i still want to own it so yeah yeah damned is something i need to pick up but I would love to see what the hardcover for this is going to be, like what they will focus on, you mm-hmm. know? Um, because, yeah, it's such a fantastic book. And, I mean, I already kind of said my whole piece on it on mine, but I just want to see Cami Garcia do more. Like, yeah. her I, range I, is I, insane. Yeah, you know, the the very last interaction that I had with her is I asked her if there was anything coming in 2021. She said she has a few projects that haven't been announced yet. So yeah. I'm I'm super excited to see what those are. I hope that they are something more of something like this. Now, if it's in the same universe, I might be a little annoyed that they're not letting her branch out. Yeah. But if uh, if it's Cammy, I'm going to buy it. So Yeah. Yeah, I'd be very interested um to see what she's going to be on. Um she seems to do very well in these shorter runs. So that's the only reason why, like I would love to see her on something that is bi-weekly like mm-hmm. Batman, but some writers might be better a la Scott Snyder when they aren't writing two books a month or writing multiple books a month. So we'll have to just wait and see. Um, so that is your number one. My number one is three jokers. And like I said, I grouped a lot of these things together Clay's said his were, what was it six and seven? Seven, eight, something like that? For what? Uh, your three Jokers books? Yes, my three Jokers is seven and eight. Yeah. Yeah. So, mine, the reason why this is my number one is because uh, art was phenomenal. I think going to, this is, uh, oh, I'm forgetting his name. Oh, um, artist, artist, artist. Uh, fucking Fabric, right? Yeah. Fabic is up there with Clayman, in my opinion, when it comes to art. It's just fantastic. And um, it seems like Fabic only wants to work with uh, Jeff Johns and stuff like that going forward. Uh, are they on that new book that got pushed to Image? Is he, are they doing that yeah. together? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is something I'll be picking up too. Are they? I think it might be Gary Frank. See, they're the fucking same, man. I swear to God. Everybody always like, dude, that's Gary Frank. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, but I thought Gary Frank's working on the Batman book, Volume 3. You're right. Yeah. See, <laughs> their art styles are so similar, but they're both fantastic artists. I apologize every time we do this. I'm sorry, but... I'm looking it up right now. A lot. Um, but anyways, 
three jokers again i still remember the day i read issue three i sent clay a gif that said missed it by that much and it was Gary Frank holding is be on the image book. New book yeah okay yeah so i remember sending clay a gif of somebody being like you missed it by that much and saying that this book was almost perfect in my eyes and it was those final five fucking pages that just made me be like, oh, you oh, you were almost like the Jeff Johns record almost was still polished perfectly. Um, but he broke the cardinal sin of changing a classic story. And some people will be like, that doesn't even fucking matter, bro, as long as it's good. Some people would think that. But there's reason why stories stay classic for so long is because nobody fucks with them. And they're so good that you just don't touch them. They don't need to be touched. They don't need to be altered, whatever. You can do a sequel. It doesn't mean you need to change anything from the first book. And he essentially gave Joker a proper origin. And nobody ever wants that. Yeah. And even in The Killing Joke, you didn't know if that was his proper origin. People would consider it that. But it's always changed. You know what I mean? And But that aside, the last final five pages aside, the stuff that happened in this book was fantastic. We the, that foreshadowing or that just those flashbacks at the start of the book where he did go through every character. We got to see all his scars. Phenomenal. When we got to see Barbara reliving the Joker thing and she's breaking that treadmill and she's like in the shower and you see the bullet hole wound. Phenomenal. Seeing Jason Todd relive him getting beat to death when he's getting beat up by the two Joker times in the fucking book. Yes. yes. And it's breaking through the red hood helmet like fantastic and that's just like of course the art was just like putting so much out there and i was just like oh this is so good we get that amazing probably one of the best speeches it between batman and joker ever in the back of that truck and he's just yeah he you, you mentioned it earlier where he just says like i got rid of your biggest pain or like your biggest sorrow so i could be your biggest pain or whatever it was like we're blue we're murdering that sentence but it's so good and like you just take away those five pages that's all you do and this is i think is a 10 out of 10 story in my opinion because it was so fantastic granted it did do the one thing that i didn't want i didn't want three physical jokers i wanted it to be a personality thing yeah dude i told you and and that's the crazy thing people listening i told juice over on his stream i said would you still like this book if it's three physical jokers and he said no he said yeah no i will not like this book if there is three physical jokers and jeff johns wrote such a damn good story that still right now he still wants to give it a 10 out of 10 and he can't yeah. because of the last five pages that have yeah. nothing to do with the three physical jokers yeah it's stupid um granted i said like i've mentioned it if i could retcon this i would just because i'm still a strong believer that there should only be one physical joker but the story itself was so good that i had to put my fandom aside to just admit how good this was and also just so people can remember if you read that story now the three jokers all together are not relevant like there's, it is just a, you're just throwing more things into the chaos. Like, it's not mm-hmm. like we get the origins of all three jokers, 
to define that there are actually three Jokers. There yeah. could literally be just one Joker and the other two be those fucking just like copycats that they are trying to create. We yeah. don't know. And yeah. I think that adds to the like, well, fuck, Johns. Did you have to like fuck us that like fuck our brains up that much? Like, yeah. it's still good. Like, it's still good without those five pages. Yeah, because if we wanted to get into the theory mode, Joker could have made those two Jokers two weeks ago before yeah. he started killing everybody. Like, oh, yeah, it's three Jokers. And, and- dude, when the first book ended with Jason murdering that first Joker, yeah. Barbara missing her batarang, and basic like that, those, the, the conversation that ended that that first issue mm-hmm. like how the fuck could you do this jason what the hell's wrong with you and he's like well i've never seen you miss before like yeah fuck dude yeah. that was yeah. so good and i just i didn't even mention like the other relationships like that moment where batgirl after jace in issue two where batgirl's like why aren't you going after Jason? Why aren't you so mad? Like, why aren't you freaking out about this? And he's all like, he's all because like, I know. And she tells him, she's like, why didn't you help Jason the way you helped me or wanted to help me or whatever, or vice versa. I, I forget how it was, but he was like, cause I was hoping he was going to be more like you. And like you, and it had that perfect like drawing of the window, just slowly going up and or like going up and like closing between the conversation. And Barbara's just looking at herself. And yeah. You see the reflection. It's, yeah. oh, so good. It had so many little nuances like that. Like the one thing that I remember you were like, I didn't even notice that. When Jason breaks the lock to go find the Jokers and it makes a smiley face. Like it's yeah. like little things like that is what that book had. And um the way the Joker, like the way like I was texting Clay, I was like, dude, there's not it's not three Jokers, dude. It's actually the com- it's the uh c- comedian, right? Or the clown. It was the comedian. I think was the one that I was like, number two, whoever the number two one was like, I was like, dude, it's number two. If you go back and look at issue one, he's actually the one doing everything. And then an issue two, he's the one doing everything. The other ones don't even exist, man. Like I was, it was just, it was oh, the I, comedian because the clown was the one that, that died first. Yes. So like, I was so hyped about it. I was like, dude, just pay attention. And just like Jeff Johns didn't have to do that. Like he could have easily had the criminal do some of the killing and the clown do some of the killing, but to just methodically make the comedian do everything and have the comedian be the one that had the like hallucination with the, the teddy bear and the other thing thinking it was his family. Like that was so good. And I think those are the kind of things that people overshadow when it comes to writing a la everybody hates Tom King just because he had love in his story or whatever. We just gushed over that last Rorschach issue because it was fantastic. Fuck, yeah. You know, that is solid fucking writing. And, you know, we know that Jeff Johns is kind of in a weird place right now. So everybody has different emotions about him. But like you said, he made somebody that would say if there's three jokers, fuck that book enjoy this book so much and yeah. that's why it has to be my number one as much as i love cammy garcia's book like three jokers didn't make me wait we actually got it three months in a row like he said we would and it was phenomenal Minus so it was like now i will say it did get postponed a little bit not too much but it did get postponed yeah. a little bit 
but he had it ready so quickly that it came out in three months and then the complete edition came out the month after like was on point yeah could have been better hardcover just gonna throw that out there dc now Uh, i will say before we end this i did mention earlier on that i did have honorable mentions for top five digital books first being uh gotham knights number six being baliushka dark uh my number two would be gotham knights number two bad actors that was the one with uh clayface oh yeah that was a good one uh then it was gotham knights number 10 which was the scent of scorn that's the one where uh batman actually got to fight lions where the dead body was hidden in the apartment ah yeah 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 mm-hmm. uh, batman gotham knights number 12 would be my number four that is five little robins that one was so much fun uh and then number five being batman gotham knights number 14 bad news and monsters that's the one where it was the deathstroke story and the killer croc story now on top Mm -hmm. of all of that i do have a batman gotham writer of 2020 for me it was cammy garcia yeah I'd give it to Cammy as well, just because Jeff Johns had this story done a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So his story was done between before 2020. Um, and yeah, Cammy being able to put out what she did, I would I would agree with that as well. I think she was the best writer. Um, I am excited for 2021 just because I know I will have Tom King all year. Mm-hmm. So that gives me some hope. Um, I don't even know if time... Like, if Tynan can turn the ship around at this point, or if it's just so like, I'm so done with him that he could even fix it. Like, I don't know. Granted, I will praise anything I think is good, but I feel like we're so far gone that I'm just like, I don't care. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's unfortunate. And, you know, this week there was a Batman annual number five. I didn't even look at it. It was Bao's origin story. Uh, not interested in it whatsoever but who knows you know there was a time where we were praising tynan and we were okay with everything he was doing now we don't know exactly what march of 2021 looks like of course we're gonna have Mm -hmm. the two months of future state i still haven't looked at any of those books yet not one book, man. I don't take days off anymore is what I've noticed. <laughs> I was I streamed for 13 days straight, and I was like, all right, I'm taking this Saturday and Sunday off. I still fucking worked. Um, I'm trying to get into a habit of, like, setting an hour a day just to read something, mm-hmm. um, just to, like, have some time to myself. But I'm just constantly working. So I haven't been able to read. Like, I was so much more structured with this podcast while I had a job than I am now. And it's so weird. Cause I'm like, oh, there's a podcast to today? again. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just like, ah, oh, you know. So um, we are going to be shifting our recording dates in yeah, the future to make it before the new year. I'm going to have to remind you tomorrow. So yes, yeah. Um, I might stay up late after this, so I might just work on it now. But still, remind me. Um, but yeah, we are shifting our recording dates, ladies and gents, um, just in case. We, there's a random like Sunday upload in the future. We usually record this on Wednesdays, but I stream on Wednesdays and Clay gets out of work and uh, right when my stream is ending. 
And it's just been kind of rough doing that for four hours and then going straight into a podcast. So we're going to make it on a day I don't stream, which is going to be Thursdays, which gives us an extra day for extra content just in case. Usually, usually the internet just bites us in the ass and usually drops something on Thursdays anyway. So hopefully that will be in our favor from now on. Yeah, for sure. So we will have that. Uh, my game plan is to record the podcast and then edit it immediately after. So you guys will have it on Fridays just because recently it's been hell because I'll start the stream and then I'm like, fuck, I didn't upload the podcast. And then it's boring for my stream to watch me edit a podcast. So I'm like, I'll have to upload it tomorrow. And it's just it's it's been weird. Um, but that is the future of the podcast. We're still going to be here. Um I, you might, this is something that's been bothering me. You probably haven't noticed this, but I've been saying, I started the podcast and said that year two started when, when 2020 started, but I should have said year two started in October when it was actually a full year. I was just going by the physical years. So if you're looking at seasons, season two is going to be our longest season because I'm probably just still going to say year two until October. So it's actually factual instead of just being a new year. So just consider year two extended. Um, but uh, that's what we'll still be in year two going into 2021. We hope it is going to be phenomenal for Batman, but we'll wait and see. Um, uh, we're getting a lot of projects, right? Like we're getting urban legends. We're getting it's going to be really interesting on how we look at urban legends just because it is going to be an anthology. So I think it's just yeah. going to be one of those books where like an a la anniversary issue like joker and catwoman this year we picked some of our best story the ones that we liked the most and talked about them i think that's how we're gonna talk about uh uh, urban legends uh going forward uh unless there's just like all good stories all around but i think that would be the best way to look at it and then you know i am kind of nervous how this whole you know, axing continuity and like just throwing everything at the wall is going to be. So who knows what the fuck we're going to be getting, you know? Yeah. So 2021 could be worse. At least we'll have Tom King Um, could be worse and Cammy for the next five months. Yeah. So um, that'll be really good to talk about. But uh, like I said, we have the future state books. We haven't read it. So I think we can start talking about it on the next podcast. Yes, so the next podcast, if you drop this on, you know, the 31st, the next podcast we record will be on the 7th, which will be two days after uh, okay. the book's release. So we we should start reading these books like this weekend. <laughs> so what will we have? Next Batman, so, is that? So on the... Oh, I got to read them in an order though, right? Fuck. Yes. So January, now I will say, I will say this, um, just because I do have friends that have already read some of these books and have called them complete nonsense or garbage. um, Apparently, Generation Shattered is garbage. Like Batman is in there from almost cover to cover. Um, But... It's like it's apparently not good. There's like seven different artists with one giant story. Uh Um, And so it gets super confusing. But January 5th, we 
have Harley Quinn and the next Batman. Wait, okay, so when does metal and all that stuff come out? The following? No, no, no. It's it's metal. So if you want to read it in order, it is Dark Knight's Death Metal number seven, Generations Shattered number one, and then we would have to go back and look, which I think is at the end of Generation Shattered. There's an actual somewhat timeline, I think. Huh. Um, no, there is not. Maybe it's in metal. Oh, yeah. yeah. And something. Uh, yeah, so we would have to look online for the actual uh, timeline because mm-hmm. these books in Future State, there's a timeline to it, but the books are scattered all over the place. So we may not be reading them in the actual timeline order. Um, all right. Yeah, it's super weird and crazy. Um, but it would be Death Metal 7, Generation Shattered, Harley Quinn, and the next Batman for next week. Who who wrote the Generation Shattered? Generations Shattered is... Is that Snyder or no? No. Is is metal his final book? That is a good question. Cause we thought he was taking over Nightwing, and he's not. Cause Tom Taylor was announced for that. So there's multiple writers for Shattered. Um, it's Dan Jerkins, Andy Schmidt, and Robert Venditti. Hmm. And then there's one, two, three, four, five. Well, one, two. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen different artists. On that book, how many pages is it? Eighty. Oh God. I might be a skimmer. I might be skimming that book. Now, as far as artists, though, I might, I might be counting colorist as well. So it might just yeah. be like nine different artists. Yeah. And then nine other colorists or whatever. So, yeah. Huh. Interesting. Well, we will be covering that on the next podcast, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, this is the final podcast of 2020. Uh, Grant, barring that if I don't post this on the first, then it'll be the first podcast of 2021. Um, but well, I'm trying to post this pretty soon uh, or tomorrow. But um, yeah, man, this year was crazy. Uh, we want to send any love out to anybody that was extremely affected by COVID. Um, and if you know you had any losses and stuff, I've had people close to me affected by COVID, but luckily they were able to recover from it. Um, it's been a fucked up year for comics, for everything, to be honest, whether you love sports, video games, anything, everything was affected by this. And here's to hoping that 2021 is going to be better. But, uh, with that being said, Clay, do you have anything people look forward to? Yeah. So the day after, or two days after this is going to be released, uh, I will be posting my 100th episode on fanboy comics podcast um, nice. yeah there's some announcements going on there as well i have a lot planned for 2021 um 
Is that's a uh, covering Shonen, or is that a different podcast? I get no, that, so many podcasts. Yeah, no, that's that's covering Shonen. Uh, so that's going to be super fun. Uh, of course, I have a uh, comic book Legion podcast where me and Mark will be talking uh, probably just one book, which is uh, the uh, Dark uh, Death Metal Secret Origins book that was partially written by Jeff Johns. Um, yeah. Then I have, of course, the uh, Weird Science of Marvel podcast. Uh, it was a Patreon only this week. So go check that out, $5, and you can go listen to me and Jim uh, talk some really crazy books in Marvel recently. Um, Dr. Doom and Iron Man teamed up to fight Santa Claus this week. So, All right. Yeah, crazy. Um, and then Ranger Alliance on January 7th. There will be a episode dropping there. If you haven't been listening to that, we dropped a Christmas Eve episode talking about a Christmas special. Uh, so go check that out as well. Noise, noise, noise. Um, you guys can find me, of course, on all my socials in my link tree. I do want to say come over to the Twitch channel because if you guys missed out, uh, I don't think I announced this, but uh, you guys totally missed out. I challenged my audience to hit 500 subs on Twitch. And if they did, I would shave my head. And they were like, we got you, bitch. And they did it. They actually donated 509 subs. And uh, yeah, I shaved my head this past weekend. Uh, I look like a cholo now, uh, is what everybody tells me. You can go check it out on my Instagram if you want to see it. Uh, it's funny because like, so like, I'm going to probably start doing this on my TikTok just to be stupid. But one of my friends, hashtag cholo weed. Uh, cause I was like, I did this thing. I was like, Hey, way you like anime. And so like, he was like, Cholo weep. And he was like, dude, you should do that as a character on TikTok." So I might fuck around and do some stupid sketches on TikTok. So look out for that, but come hang out on the Twitch stream. We stream every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 6 PM central standard time in January. I will be adding a fourth stream to YouTube. So if you are not subscribed to my gaming channel, go subscribe there. That was my former bat from the box channel. So if you're already subscribed, Stay there, and if you want to talk Batman, we'll more than likely be talking about it on that channel. So definitely go hang out. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure when Clay has time, he will join the streams. If you want to talk to us both about Batman, you can definitely do it there. So if you don't want to create a Twitch account or whatever, and you already got a, a YouTube one, just do that. Um, but for the most part, yeah, just go check out all my socials. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. That is uh, my 2020 right there. But before we get out of here, what if you had to say the most positive thing to come out of 2021 for you what would or 2020 what would it be for you the most positive thing to come out of 2020 is my dedication to podcasting i started right. 2020 with one podcast mm -hmm. with just one i ended 2020 with five podcasts were you not doing your podcast was no, you had two at least because you had mine and we started in October. Oh, you know what? You're you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I I started I started 2020 with with three. You're right because I still had Mark with Comic Book Legion as well. Yeah. Man, this this year has fucked me up that much. Um, yeah. I I still would say my dedication to podcasting because uh, as I told you. Uh, today we were texting um 
I have really loved this medium of podcasting, mm-hmm. of audio, of getting to learn how to edit, to kind of mastering that skill. Um, I am not a master at it, but I'm, I'm getting better at it. But it's getting me to a point where I want to learn more. And so I'm still contemplating going to school. Um, me and my wife are very much talking uh, about the or thinking about looking into uh, what you had suggested, you know, talking about master classes. Uh, so that way I don't completely uh, ruin my bank account. But, you know, it's, it's something that I definitely, definitely want to look into. It's something that I want to move forward in the future with. Uh, so in, in 2020 really did that for me. You know, I was really down in the dumps and I created a, I think it's like three minute audio drama of like the first 10 pages of Nightwing, New 52, yeah. number one. And I did that production all by myself. Um, I think I released it once on my Fanboy Comics podcast, but that is just my like, that is my start. And in the end of 2021, I want to attempt it again to see how much better I've progressed. I think that's my goal uh, is to learn as much as I can. And I want to make a career out of this, whether it be freaking making audio dramas, working for freaking uh Disney on the next animated movie or whatever, you know, the sky's the limit for this kind of stuff. So uh, I would say the dedication to this medium is my most positive of 2020. Nice, man. Nice. Yeah, that's a solid, uh, solid one. Yeah, I I did feel why we used to talk every day at work. I mean, we still text all the time. But um, yeah, you it seemed like you picked up a new podcast like every month, which was insane. (laughs) um so yeah it's it's awesome that you stuck with it and that's kind of just how it is man like you just gotta slowly one foot in front of the other keep going and just keep working because like it it's obviously everybody wants to strike gold immediately but mostly it's it's all about just staying dedicated because if you love the medium you might not be getting the views that you want but eventually it just takes that one solid moment or that one shout out and then bada bing bada boom you know your audience grows um mine I don't like it's funny because like we we talk about it on the Twitch chat a lot and everybody's like you know was your 2021 or was your 2020 good you have like you know ideas for 2021 and blah blah and it's it's pretty crazy that I actually just quit my job this year and that's got to be the biggest thing for me to finally getting that clarity to actually quit you know what I mean because like I was comfortable for eight years. Like that's the craziest thing. And I don't know if we met, I pretty sure we mentioned it on the podcast, but like I had that anxiety attack, which I've never experienced one of those in my life. And I, and I but, told, like, I totally joked around with you with it. Like I, I was getting yeah. in my car and I was like, all right, well, you know, don't freaking you know, drive off with, with, you know, whatever. But yeah. I like completely like just kidding around with you. And you're like, oh yeah, by the way, uh, that was a that was a little bit of a freaking was it a panic attack was it a so uh, from from one of my viewers one of my viewers said oh that's more of an anxiety attack uh you had said it was a panic attack but apparently from what i've been told panic attacks are more manic Mm -hmm. where like they just come out of nowhere and just like and like you just kind of like lose all your senses where anxiety attacks like build up and like you're constantly just thinking about it and then like you start feeling it in your body and stuff so that's what I had. And um, 
yeah, I, I look back on it because it affected me for days, which was crazy. I was like freaking out. I was like, oh my God, maybe I'm dying and blah, blah, blah. Like it was insane. I did go but, to the doctor like fucking four times that week. So yeah. And it happened after I went to the doctor. So I was like, I'm about to lose my insurance and I'm, I'm dying. <laughs> like it was insane. So like finally, like, you know, after a week or so of being out of a job and seeing how like my audience had my back was pretty insane like uh i have had a very good first month being a content creator um you know i'm so far this week i've dropped three videos on the gaming channel where i'm only supposed to drop three videos a week i'm shooting for four to five this week which is going to be pretty crazy uh, i already dropped five videos a week on the reaction channel and then i'm still streaming three days a week and stuff so like it's weird that I feel like I'm finally producing a lot of content now and I still feel like I'm not even at my full max potential yet because I know I'm sleeping in a lot later. I'm not I'm playing games a little bit extra than I should, but um you know, it feels like a great choice. Granted, you know, it's it's in the back of my mind you're like, "Hey, you don't got insurance, so like you can't like go skateboarding or do something crazy and break your leg or something cuz you're fucked." But you know, for doing what I'm doing now, it feels pretty great. And that that's definitely the biggest thing. Like for people that are out there that maybe you're questioning whether you should take that leap or you should do whatever. I will say I saved up money. I saved up money. So I'm able to pay my bills and still do what I want. But, you know, having that clarity of being like, it's time to make a change. Um, sometimes actually really consider it, like really consider it. Like, I, I, will say, I will say this, like as much as I want to leave my job like right now, um, you have encouraged me to like not quit my job, but to go like towards what I want. Like yeah. I was always just like, eh, I can't really do that just because, you know, it, it's me. I'm stuck in this job, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And in the last days, and I'm sure you still read that book in the last days of you being at, at our job, you were reading this book basically saying, Hey, if you want to go do this, then you need to go fucking do it. And those words have really been hitting me hard this last few weeks. And so I will say like you are a very positive reinforcement in my life. So thank you. I appreciate it. And it's funny too, because like, like we were talking about your school stuff today and every time I give somebody advice, I, I always think people are fearing like, here's this fucking asshole telling me to do it this way and do it that way. And I'm like, I was like, dude, I'm literally just trying to help you. Like, because I always feel like I come off as negative, like trying to discourage you. But it's like, no, no, no. I'm like, dude, really think about this because like this could be an $80,000 problem. And like there's plenty of different alternatives. Like that's why I'm like, if you're thinking about going into debt, at least do it this way. You know what I mean? Or like there are alternatives. And so like it's just because I've been there and like, dude, it's so weird but since I went creator, I have so many friends that are streaming now. Like, it's insane. I got Bliss. I got Spoon. I got Spoon's brother. I know you've diddled with a streaming. My friend Aaron's streaming. So I feel like I'm building a mini network of streamers by just promoting other streams right oh, now. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, other streamers. I, I, told, I told my wife, like, because my wife has been completely confident in her job and where we are going that, like, if I go to school or whatever, I can do that like semi full time and get a part time job. Yeah. Or if 
I could find the time to finally put all of her work in an Etsy shop. And she's like, if you can sell my art like part-time or even full-time, then you don't need to have your, your current job. And I'm like, sweet. And it's just like having that time to like upload everything and then finally getting everything in order. Uh, Like if I had that time to do that, I would just be streaming all day. Like I would legit, like I have this fucking $2,500 computer and all I do is do podcasts on it. Like it needs to do something. So I would be doing it. Yeah. And uh, to kind of close out the podcast, uh, Clay has moved recently. He mentioned that, but he Mm -hmm. has better internet. So I think we will try to actually do a live video podcast at some point. I don't know how we're going to do that just yet. Like, I don't know if we should film it at our normal times, if we should do it like early on a Saturday when we're both free. I don't know what the best thing is going to do. So we do really want to do that, especially now that Google has this Google Meets. We might be able to really work with something here because the quality camera looks way better. Yes. Um, And so we might be able to have like a solid video podcast now. Uh, So We'll let you guys know how that's going to go because that's something we definitely want to do. I would love to interact with the audience. Granted, I don't have a Batman channel anymore, so I don't <laughs> know what would be the best thing for us to do. I could easily host it on that channel and then archive it. Um, and then maybe we do like a Patreon or something where you get those links only, you know, maybe yeah. like a dollar Patreon or something might be who knows. Um, but we'll look at it in the future, um, because I do like people just being able to access this, but I'm also a big fan of video podcasts. So I've always wanted to do a video podcast. So we'll think about that. That's an idea for 2021, but you know what, just like this year, we're not going to have any expectations because shit, you know, we don't know, but we definitely want to try it. (laughs) Yeah. But that is going to be it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is it for the 2020 era of batman news weekly podcast we will be back next week we will be starting in 2021 and we're hopefully gonna have a bunch of great batman with future state i hope we'll find out but uh that's gonna be it ladies and gentlemen as always he is fanboy clay i am juice wayne remember batman is awesome news weekly